Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Blake and Boomer are here for all of your weekly winners. Let's fatten up your wallet. Good evening or morning, my friends. I forget this is a podcast. We're not live. It's the Deep Fried Bets Podcast, and we're recording on a Thursday evening. We've got uh, some college football coming up. We've got some NFL football coming up. We've got Blake, we've got Boomer, and we've got, most importantly, winners. Boomer, how is it going over in Atlanta for you this fine Thursday evening? Well, the weather's great, but um, I picked a uh, bad day to start gambling on hockey. You know, I tried to make it a point this year to gamble on every game, and, of course, you you can't gamble on every game if you don't start on opening night. So It's uh, it's back, right? Yeah. Like that kind of – Knock up on us and like no one cares. Yeah. I thought last night was so, the night. Pretty sure last night was the night. Well, tonight was the first night uh over in my household laying money down on the ice. Okay. Laying money down on the ice. That's 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 a nice statement. There should be a podcast called Laying Good God, Justin Fields. Lame. All right. So yeah, uh we were watching or a boomer was I don't know, he's telling me about some new hit drama he'll have to tell you about here in a minute that he's been watching. Uh we're recording Thursday yeah, night. There's a background noise. It's uh, Southern Charm. Southern it's Charm. Stuff. He was yeah. telling me about this. I I thought that he was talking about like you know, thought it was going to be some kind of Alabama football documentary, but it is not. No, I, you thought I was talking about my charming personality. I am not, but yeah. there is a documentary pending. I think around wow. that. Okay. All right. So yeah, uh, we're coming at you. We're recording Thursday night, so you'll probably see this Friday morning. Uh, we're watching the end of this Bears-Commanders game. I don't know how they keep doing it to us. I actually thought this one was just going to be so bad it'd be funny. Like, the points would just – you'd have, like, kick return, touchdowns, and, like, scooping scores. And, no, it's just 7-6. to six. Uh, We're, like, 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, uh, that's something to monitor. We'll we'll, we'll keep you updated. Um, so, yeah, like I said, week seven of the college football season, week six of the NFL season, I would say slow down, but it doesn't matter what I say at this point. Uh, we've got a good slate for you. Um, you know, we're going to talk about last week again. Like I always say, it's Thursday slash Friday. You've heard about as um, as much as of last week's stuff as you want to. We'll hit the high points and move on. Um, we'll we'll cover our uh, scheduled stuff. So we're you know have some scheduled NFL games, some scheduled college football games, and then we do at the end what's called our vault, which are our four favorite games. And then our lock, which is obviously our favorite game. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the look ahead. Looking back last week, it was a very mediocre week. I called it the weekend of winners, and apparently I was wrong. I went eight and seven, and Boomer went seven and eight. Boomer on the scheduled stuff went one, two, three, six and seven and three, which is pretty impressive. Unfortunately, 0 and five in your vault, but you did hit the lock. I hit the reverse boomer, 5-0 and oh in my vault. But once again, four weeks in a row, I have missed the Stone Cold Steve Austin lock. Um, overall, like I said. Are you sure that you uh, you wrote my picks down right? I just want to make sure you didn't get them in reverse because yeah. uh thought I went 5 and a half. Yes, I definitely got them down right. Uh, overall in the year, you were a 45-35 and one clip, 58%. Not bad. I am 48, 29, and 2, 62% clip, 19 and 5 with an 80% clip on the vault. So I'm just saying, uh, listen, listen, listen. So, like I said, we're going to kind of go back, hit on last week a little bit. I will come out and say I was very, very wrong. I proclaimed uh, a lot of Alabama dominance for the Tide on Saturday night, and they squeaked by, um, did not win, probably the second maddest I've ever been leaving Bryant Denny stadium Saturday night. Um, I don't know. It was just a shit show. What, uh, what, what did that game look like on television? Then? Uh, it was uh, some real riveting stuff. I saw um, some Alabama fans get above uh, one, one Oh five over 65. I think that that sounds right. Didn't go well, to nursing school, but somewhere around there for the first time. Since uh, there was a Whataburger that came into uh, the state of Alabama. Well, so there's a lot of Whataburgers. Hard. A lot of Whataburgers in Tus- uh, Tuscaloosa now. A little, little few too many, if you ask me. Um, gentrification, I don't like it. But, yeah, that was bad. I was very wrong. 
lost uh lost you guys a lot of money sure lost a lot of my own money i was not happy i kept live betting it too uh jaden milrow don't don't play him on saturday don't i don't know what form of transportation the the team will take to knoxville i'm guessing if that's a bus or plane ride to knoxville uh probably bus but don't put jaden milrow on it just just leave him in tuscaloosa think Bryce should play, but if he doesn't, let's, let's see some Ty Simpson. Anyone but Milrow, that was awful. I mean, every time he dropped out the pass, it was just the whole stadium was like, I don't know. They were just like, uh, like just a big, here we go again. Like, hold on to your butts. Kind of like watching Justin Fields right now if you're a Bears fan. So um, there was that. Uh, Auburn, what did Auburn do last? Oh, Georgia, yeah. That was, I don't know. I mean, Georgia still – not, not. It was expected. Sense. It was a lot yeah. closer than I than I thought. They, yeah, they I made a hell of a line. Yeah, I don't think Georgia's as great as everybody thinks they are. Uh, I think Ohio State might be pretty good though. Uh, Alabama again. We'll see this week. It's tough to tell with Bryce. Um, anything else that really stood out to you last week in college football slate? Um, not off the top of my head. But so is is it really still truly up in the air if Bryce Young is going to play? Because mm-hmm. the Vegas line kind of tells me that he is going to play. He's going to play. Um, yeah, he'll play. It's just a matter of, I don't say pain tolerance, because it is kind of pain tolerance. And, you know, Bryce's dad's like a mental, like, I don't know exactly what it is, but he's basically like a mind coach. Like, he's got, like, I don't know. It, it's They've done some interviews. They did some interviews with him leading up to the Heisman last year. He, Like, he was literally – engineered for for moments like this um and not in like the you know tell you you suck all the time way like tiger woods dad did like he i don't know seems like he actually you know has a degree in these things and has built bryce up so he wanted to play saturday from what i understand uh he gave it a go in warm-ups didn't look good it kind of hurt and they're like nah like we because they ran milro with the ones all week last week because their thinking was if bryce is good on saturday he doesn't really need to practice with the ones. Like he can just step in and be fine. We need to, you know, get Milrow all the reps with the ones that we can. Um, so Bryce gave it a go. He said I can go, but they said no. Like we're not, you know, didn't look good. And then apparently at the end of the game, when it was just you know, they were lingering seven point lead or whatever, when they kicked the field goal and Alabama got the ball back, he like grabbed his helmet and started trying to go in. And they're like, no, like you you couldn't go in earlier. You're not, you know, you're not going in now. So. We'll see. Uh, everything I understand, he's going to play. It's just uh, – it doesn't seem like you can hurt it worse. Like, I, I don't want to say that out loud because, you know, knock on wood here, that, that's when bad shit I think the Dolphins uh, doctors also said some, something similar. Well, the Dolphins doctors were cleared of any wrongdoing. I don't know if you saw that, but, you know, they're good. Two is fine, by the way. It's pretty if crazy. If by cleared, do you mean uh, they're looking for a different job? <laughs> you know. Selfish? The NFL did come out and say, like, everything they did was right. Um, I don't know. But, like I said, all my quarterbacks are hurt. It sucks. But Bryce should be a good – I don't think it'll be a, you know, 100%, but 90 95%. I don't know. We'll, we'll definitely get to that game. So, there's that. NFL slate last weekend. Raiders-Chiefs game was fun on Monday night. Uh, a lot of back and forth, you know. Devontae yeah, Adams. the Raiders were the right side the entire time. Yeah. Uh, had money a lot on that as well as uh, ah. six and a half, and uh, just brutal, brutal to let that one slip away. Yeah, that's no fun. Uh, the kid from Tennessee just fumbled a punt, so that's a good omen for the Tide on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, the Devontae Adams thing is kind of in the news. It's it's kind of crazy. I I don't know. Like, what do you have any like hot takes on that? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous, but. Uh, from the clip I saw, it looked like the dude ran into him. Yeah, so I, mean, I actually don't understand what the issue is. I just don't understand this world we live in. Um, like, okay, I think we are all like, I don't know, like the it, it, he was in the wrong, and he even admitted it. Like he started it out, I was like, yeah, I mean, my emotions got the best of me. But we live in this society where everyone just like jumps to make him out to be the villain, and of course, the dude immediately filed a police report against him for assault. And like, I don't blame him for doing that. No, like, and that's the thing. Make a little bit of money off it's of just it. Like, but still, like, if this he were, should not be awarded any money, he, no, he should try to. If this were another cameraman, it wouldn't like nothing would have happened. Like you know, literally, it, it would you wouldn't have even heard about. It. Obviously, you wouldn't have seen it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But like. 
because the guy in question is a, a sideline camera guy, which I don't know the, the financial status of that, but I can't imagine they're making what Devontae Adams is making. Uh, you know, it, because that's it's it's him versus Devontae Adams. And it's just it's so clear, like the guy just needs to come out and say, hey, just send me some money. Like and Devontae Adams probably should just call the dude and be like, hey man, like just send me your address. I'll send you a check for $25,000. Like, I just don't want to deal with this bullshit. Yeah, dude. Or just like yeah. send him like a 2018 Kia Soul. Yeah, there we go. Like, call like, tonight. Literally, that's all. Let's, let's see if we can get old B-Rob in here. Many men wish death upon him. He gets to the end zone. Oh, one-legged Brian Robinson. Six points. Did he, did he score a touchdown? He oh, scored man. A Brian touchdown. Robinson to score a touchdown. Had great odds tonight. I started him in fantasy this week. I am pretty excited. Nobody cares about that, but we're in a league together. so uh, Please, no, please tell us more about your fantasy team. I mean, you know. Sorry, Brian Robinson. I got about 45 minutes to waste. Talked a lot of shit about it, too, so it's good to see him get in the end zone there. Um I offered a shoot shoot each other bet to to Jake, and I said, "Loser, winner gets to shoot the loser." Uh, he did not take me up on it, but there we go, Brian Robinson in the end zone. So, all right, we hit on the kind of the key talking points. Uh, baseball, we got to ask about that. Boomer, do you know anything? I mean, you're a Braves fan. You're somewhat of a Braves fan. You live in Atlanta, and they're good, so you act like you care about the Braves. Outside the Braves, are you following the MLB postseason at all? Do you know anything about what's going on? Uh, yeah, I know a lot that's going on in the uh, Padres-Dodgers game because they had the Dodgers money line uh, in three parlays last night. So I'm sorry. Uh, rooting very hard for the Padres in this series at this point now. Yeah, Dodgers lost last night. That was that was good to see. I mean, that was big. Like, that's, I mean, you probably don't know, but that's kind of a one-sided robbery. It's kind of like Alabama-Tennessee, you know. The Dodgers take care of the Padres all the time. Padres made a big splash. You know, they they went out and got Soto. Uh, I think it was like on a Wednesday or Thursday, and then they had a weekend series against the Dodgers, and they got swept. And it was just like, oh, God. Um, you know, we just went out and got – and so for them to go into L.A. and get one, pretty big. That's that's going to be a fun series to keep the monitor on. So, um, I mean, it's been a good postseason so far. I don't know if I love the opening weekend stuff. Brace Phillies is going to be – it's going to be a battle. They come back tomorrow. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, I'll have some, some playoff baseball picks. We tried to do some, some parlays or some, um, prop stuff last weekend and then hit a few of them. So we'll keep going on those. So we're a college football and NFL podcast, mainly college football though. So let's get to it. Uh, week six, no week seven of the college football season, probably the best weekend on paper yet in terms of ranked V ranked matchups first up though we're going to hit you with some friday night games again we missed the thursday night slate we had two games on tonight uh but we got two on friday night boom four zeros who's your favorite friday night ncaa football game oh man i mean you're looking at just two potential blowouts here i don't really love a game obviously i'll have action on the games but if i have to take some somebody that i'm going first with smu minus the 12 and a half just uh, no real side there. Nothing really screams at me to grab that, but I'll be on SMU and I will also be on my Roadrunners just because uh, they're absolutely merciless, ripping people's throats left and right. I'll eat the, what is it, 33 and a half now? I'll Wait, eat 33 really? and a half. Yeah, uh, from 27 and a half. Yeah, that's what I saw. Let's see. Oh, yeah, you don't get the. The rain. Hold on. Florida International's uh, fourth string quarterback must be hurt, so it, it went up. Yeah, it is thirty three and a half. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I don't love. So, usually, I'll be on both favorites. I don't really love either of them, but that's who I will have my personal money on. Any potential to tease the two? No, I don't tease those kind of games. They're okay. either going to get it or not. All right, fair enough. So, uh, what happened? Forty three, forty. West Virginia Wild beat Baylor. Dave Aranda. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was a one year. Nah, he, he's still a good coach. But uh, all right. So I would love Dave Aranda at yeah, Auburn. Well, That's you would like love, an absolute dream hire. You would love a Wendy's five buck bag. The, the Bush, the Reggie Bush five dollar bag. You would. Yeah, love if it comes with Reggie Bush playing, sure, bring it on. Oh, God. Uh, well, I mean, you know, paying players is a specialty down there. So, yeah, I don't <laughs> love 
anything either. Usually Friday night's been really good to us throughout the year. Uh, I did a little digging. I'm going to take the under in the UTSA Ford International, 63 and a half. I don't know. Numbers were weird. It's a Friday night game. I don't know. Like, they're on the road. Are you just trying to beat someone by 40 on the road? Uh, defense, UTSA's defense is not terrible. Unders have hit the last few for Florida International and the last UTSA under hit too. So, uh, I'll take, I'll take the under there of 63 and a half. So next up, big noon kickoff on Saturday, Penn State at Michigan, Penn State catching seven on the road in the big house, which you could take Michigan's first five opponents and combine them. And they wouldn't be as good as Penn State, who's not very good either. So, or I don't know, they're not bad, but they're, I don't know. It's just, it's, I said this against Iowa, I guess, a few weeks ago for Maryland, but like this is the abs or Michigan, this is the absolute first big test for them. And I think they're going to lose. Uh, I'm going to give the seven here, but I'm definitely going to have money on the Penn State money line. This just screams like Clifford goes in there. Like too many people are big on Michigan. They haven't lost a regular season game, obviously, in a while. Um, all of last year and all of this year thus far. Uh, 17 game home or regular season winning streak somewhere in there. It's nice, but um, again, I think it matters. Penn State, they went into Auburn. Auburn is not like I give Auburn shit, but they're not who they historically are. Historically, they like they'll give you a fight, if nothing else. They're not that this year, but it's still a tough place to play. Like I saw some stuff and talked to some people that were there. Like that was a tough atmosphere for the first half for them to go in there, pull the win out. Um, they've battle tested. Like I think it'll probably be as rowdy as Michigan was, or Michigan will be on Saturday. So Penn State's kind of seen that environment. Obviously, I think Michigan's a little better. I don't think they beat them like they did Auburn, but I'm, I'm going to take. I'll give you the seven, but I'm going to take the money line here. What's your take? Um. Well, I, I'm looking forward to playing this game and I thought it was going to be Penn State was going to be the right side the entire week <clears throat> basically up until the day where I started seeing some of the some of the money coming in a little bit more on Penn State and it's kind of lopsided now at this point so what this tells me is most likely come Saturday morning Penn State is going to be a huge um, road underdog public play which typically I stay away from it's 58. I, I don't really, yeah. I don't love Michigan either. So, what I'll be playing in this game is Penn State plus four in the first half. All right. First half. I plus think it four. will be a close game. Okay. All right. Penn State plus four first quarter or first half. Sorry. First, All right. I don't hate half. that. I'll take I, first quarter too. Yeah. So often, that's the 11. Y'all are at 11 too, right? Or noon for you. Uh, I guess the old man. Uh, I I couldn't tell you. I uh, I lost track a couple of weeks ago. That's good. That's a true fan for you. Checks out yeah. immediately. Um. So there we go. All right. Uh, next up, you know, got the shots in on Auburn. We got the Tide traveling to Knoxville. Top six matchup. Two v six or three v six or whatever. Um. Kind of a big deal. And. Tennessee's ready for it. They just announced that uh, Peyton Manning is going to be the game day guest picker. No word yet on whether the trainer that he groped while he was at Tennessee will be joining him on stage or not. Uh, I don't know if he knew this. I didn't know Deshaun Watson. You know, he he gets a lot of heat, but Peyton Manning, you know, I'm thinking. But um, so we've got uh, this one on Saturday. Again, game day is going to be in town. Everyone's going to be in town. Big. Vol Nation, man, they're just ready for this one. It's it's seven, and I'll let you take the floor here, Ben. Uh, Tennessee is legitimately a good team. They are now obviously the third best team in the SEC. I thought Kentucky was going to really push them and and take that mantle when the season was over. With obviously Kentucky lost their quarterback, so they're irrelevant now. Um, I would love Tennessee here, kind of similar to the Michigan game. I would absolutely love Tennessee getting the seven. I think they were initially getting seven and a half. And before you guys should have lost to Texas A&M, y'all were going to be a 13 and a half point favorite, I think was what the initial line was. So obviously I'll be rooting for Tennessee. Um, I'll probably have a play on Tennessee's money line, but Alabama is ultimately going to be the right side here. There's just – Way too much hype. 
coming in on Tennessee in this game. Their defense isn't great. Their offense is pretty good. Uh, I mean, if Bryce Young plays, I feel a hell of a lot more confident about it. But the fact that this line a week ago was almost double what it is now and really not much has changed leads me to believe that you're getting major value on Alabama in this spot. I don't know how you say not much has changed. You know, there's going to be a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback that played when he didn't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah didn't, I mean, he didn't play in the Texas a him game. I know, but I'm he saying. He was hurt going to the Texas a game. I mean, Vegas may be – they may be baking that in. Like, if it comes out tomorrow that he is definitively not playing – like, the A&M game never moved, uh, even though the stadium announced him. I was I was at the game. Like, Alabama announced all the starters, and they announced Bryce as starting at quarterback, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, the the PA people at Brian Denny are god-awful. I, I've never – I don't know. They started playing the Timmy Trumpets thing. So, like, I don't know if you're familiar with – the South, but like the Braves, obviously Florida has like three or four teams or two or three baseball teams, but like the Braves are kind of like the South's team. Like everybody in the South roots for the Braves. Um, and I don't know, like the Braves kind of hate the Mets and say what you will. I know that the William Contreras had the walk-up song Narcos before Edwin Diaz, the Mets closer, but like it's kind of been a Mets song all year. The Timmy Trumpets dude came to Queens and played like live at a game for Edwin Diaz to come out on the field. And they started playing that at Brian Denny on Saturday night, like third quarter. I'm like, what what, what the hell is this? And, you know, it's a cool song and everybody's trying to get pumped up. And like everybody's just like, what the fuck are they doing? And then they pan over and they've got a Met. They found a Mets fan at the game, like at, at the Alabama game, like wearing a Mets hat. And they like started zooming in on, and back on him. I'm like, that's really weird. That'd be like if, I don't know, the Alabama basketball team were playing someone else and you started, like, it's just, it's not a direct correlation, obviously, but, you know, there have a lot more Braves fans in the stadium than there were Mets fans that night, I can assure you. And it's just the whole, I don't know, a lot of weird stuff going on there. So, yeah, that's probably why they announced Bryce because they didn't know any better. I'm with you, though, on the Tennessee hype train. Too much, man. Too much. Alabama can lose in the saving era. We've seen it several times. Every time Alabama's lost during this, there's not been a lot of hype built up. There's not been – it's just everybody – the teams that beat Alabama, they show up, they shut up, and they do what they've got to do, and they get out of there. They do their talking after the game. Tennessee players haven't done a ton, but, like, people around the program – I don't know if you saw this. So the athletic director reached out to, like, the company that does the welding for their goalposts. He reached out on Monday or on Sunday of last week and asked him to go ahead and prepare another set of goalposts because they have another home game next week. And I'm guessing he's anticipating the Tennessee fans tearing down the goalposts after they beat Alabama on Saturday. It's like, you don't do that kind of shit. Like, you know, the whole saying from Vegas is so overly leveraged on Tennessee that this is the first time that they've actually needed Alabama to win on a weekend since like 2011, I think. Yeah. I heard. You, so. uh, it's the old wire saying, man, you come at the king, you best not miss. And, you know, you, they're, they're, they're doing a lot of trying to come at him the, the week ahead. And, and maybe I'm not saying Tennessee can't beat Alabama. Tennessee's good. Their, their defense is not. You said earlier their defense is, you know, not great. Their defense is bad. I know that LSU only gave up seven last – or they only gave up seven LSU last week. But, like, go watch that. Jalen Daniels, uh, and that was a weird thing. And then they dropped the opening kickoff. And, like, in the history of football, history of organized football, how many teams have ever dropped the opening kickoff and won the game? Like, none. It just doesn't happen. So, that happened. Tissy scored on, like, second or third play. It just – LSU spent all week bitching about the 11 a.m. kick anyway. So, I don't know, man. Like, Tissy is good. Very good. I'm this is just a, such an overinflated line, and yep. it's such a bad spot for Tennessee, and it's such a good spot for Alabama. Yeah, um, I'm very happier with it being at seven than, like you said, seven and a half. I will have some money on it at seven. It was at 14 and a half. I'm looking at it right now. It was at 14 and a half at lunchtime this past Saturday. So, yeah, I saw 13. Yeah, I saw, I saw 13 and a half initially, but yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I mean, it's it should be. I'm a value. I'm a value better, and I'm a contrarian, and everything's matched together. And I get to take one of the best teams in the country. 
So, like I said, I'll be on a little bit on Tennessee's money line here just because I'm rooting for them. But definitely the smart side is Alabama. Yeah, my buddy Pete called today and asked. He's like, all right, so obviously you game a little more than I do. He's like, is there any value in taking like Alabama minus seven in the Tennessee money line? Because I think one of the two happens. I was like, there's not much on this one just because it's a seven point spread. I was like, but there are times that there are. And like, I think he's he's spot on. Like, Alabama either covers or Tennessee wins. I don't see Alabama winning by six or less. So you should tell your buddy to take Alabama in an alternate line at minus 10 and a half. Oh, not a bad play. I don't know, though. I think I could see 10. I could see, you know, 41 31, something like that. I don't know. I'm excited. Um, it's the first time in a while that this game, you know, actually elicits a reaction from me, but we'll see. I still think Alabama gets the job done. The streak's going to end. I was talking to a buddy this past weekend in Tuscaloosa. I was like, hey, I mean, it, they're going to hopefully keep playing football for a long time, and Alabama's not going to beat Tennessee until that time happens. Like, you know, they're not going to just beat them every year until they stop playing football, but hopefully it's not this year. We'll see. Uh, next up, we've got another top Fifth, another top 10 matchup, right? Yeah. Um, out in the big, the big 10. TCU's 13. They're, that's crazy. I don't know how they're 13. I don't know if he didn't just beat everyone's favorite team in America, Kansas. I agree. Sorry. It should be in the top six. A top 13 matchup in Oklahoma State plus four at TCU. So we're going to Fort Worth on this one. Boom, I know you've been riding on TCU a little bit. Are you going to keep riding them this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. I love TCU in this game. It's one of my favorite games of the weekend. I will be all over TCU. Probably top four heavily bet game for me on Saturday. Okay. I'm, uh, you want to give us anything else or you just – No, I like to keep it short and simple. There's a good football team. Okay. Oklahoma uh-huh. State usually chokes in these types of spots, so I can usually count on that. I guess you have to leave it to me to, you know, give out the long-winded responses. Um, I am going to take Oklahoma State in this one just because I trust Mike Gundy's defense. Um, you know, there's nothing crazy going on with the money or the the bets. It's like 54% of the bets, 50% of the money. So nothing crazy there. It's one of those. You just kind of got to pick your your side. Uh, I could see 31-28. I could see uh, TCU win, the rare TCU win, and Oklahoma State covers at four. But I think Gundy gets a job done. I don't think he chokes till later. I think he chokes in, in a week or two whenever they play like a Texas Tech or something. They might have, you know, just that game. I think they'll get this one and then lose to a team they shouldn't and then kill the the conference's playoff hopes. So give me Oklahoma State on Saturday. Another top 20, maybe just 25 here, but we do have a ranked Syracuse, and we're going to talk about it. We've got NC State on the road against Syracuse. And I don't I don't really know where to go here. We got uh, you know, like I said, plus three for NC State. I had NC State in the playoff. So at some point, you know, you just kind of kinda ride your horses, right? So I'm gonna take NC State plus three on the road. They won last week. Boomer, you had them at minus three against Florida State. They won 19-17, didn't cover. Did get the win. Um I don't know. Like this is saying they would, I don't think they're gonna lose to Syracuse. Syracuse has been a fun story and Shredder. Uh is Shredder, whatever. He he's been good, but NC State's defense, I can still bet on them a little bit. And I think they get up, show up, get the job done on Saturday night. So give me the wolf pack. Boom, who you got here? Uh so Syracuse is my second favorite game of the weekend. Very uh-huh. close to being my favorite game of the weekend. Um three and a half. It, it did it go down to three? If it went down to three, it went down to three today. Um, um yeah, no, you're it's, three it's back at it's back at three and a half. So, right, so I think you you'll agree with me that Syracuse minus three and a half makes absolutely no sense. No, right it here. doesn't. I would have said that two weeks ago, but then NC State kind of I mean it, the number looked worse than it was, the Clemson game, and then they won barely last week. I, I can see why. Uh, Syracuse has beaten a terrible Louisville team, a very bad UConn team, uh, a mediocre to below average Purdue team, uh, a terrible Virginia team, and Wagner. So, I mean, don't sleep on Wagner. Uh, I absolutely love Syracuse right here. I'm a little shocked at that, but yeah, yeah. makes no sense. Three and a half. If it stays at three and a half, it, I will take out a second mortgage on Syracuse. All right, we'll go get it now. 
because uh, it's there now. So there no, I'm saying if it stays there, if the if Vegas holds that line, uh, right that's what you're Okay, before uh, game time and does not take it down to three, even if they down three, the line still doesn't make sense. Uh, the only thing that would keep me from betting this game is if it went down to one and a half before the game started. All right. Well, I just locked in the, the NC State, so we'll see. All right. So that's our scheduled college stuff. I'm sure you'll hear more in the vault and more maybe the Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. NFL, actually a pretty good slate. You know, it'd be tough to tell from this bullshit we're watching right now on Thursday night, but uh, Bill's Chiefs is the headliner. That's the one we're going to talk about first. Again, we usually give you the Thursday night game, but since we're recording on Thursday, I personally am on the Bears, and I'm probably about to lose that, but oh well. Uh, so the Bills minus two and a half at the Chiefs. Breaking news, Patrick Mahomes has played, I think, 42 games in his NFL career at home. First time he's ever been a home underdog. And then what do we keep talking about with these Kansas City Chiefs? What do I keep hitting on personally? Like um, That you love Patrick Mahomes' hair? No, I'm sorry, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I do love his hair. He's got good hair. Um, but what have they done, man? Like, again, they beat the shit out of a Steelers team last week. But they should have beat the shit out of them. Um, you know, they squeaked by the Ravens, lost to the Dolphins. Like, are they the team to go in there? Like, last time these two teams played at Arrowhead was in the playoffs, and the Chiefs beat them. And the time before that, I know the Bills went and beat up on them in the regular season. Maybe this is one of these weird games where, I don't know, the Bills are just putting every single thing they have into it. And, I mean, obviously, you're an NFL team. You want to win all your games. But, you know, some guys can put more stock in games than others, and maybe that's the case here. Um, but I'm going to roll with Patty Mahomes. It's kind of like, you know, whenever Alabama's an underdog, I just automatically bet them. Like, it doesn't happen very often. Same thing here. Like, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to take that a little bit personal. I'll roll with him because I still think he's a better quarterback than Josh Allen. So, what's your take here? Um, I think that no matter what side you take in this game, you're going to feel pretty good about it going into the game. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Bills are for sure better pretty much at every facet of the game except for tight end. That being said, I mean, there's clearly value on the Chiefs. Everybody else is thinking the same thing, too. So being able to get a positive number on the Chiefs, um, I think this probably goes maybe to one down to one and a half. Yeah, I think it gets starts. close to a pick, yeah. So if you like the Chiefs, right now is the time to take the Chiefs. If it goes to a pick, I'll probably reassess. But as of right now, I would be on the Chiefs plus the two and a half. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Spread rarely matters in the NFL. It's at three right now. Um, I'm, my book right now has it at three, so I'm going to go ahead and put a little in on the plus three. Uh, it is minus 130, but still. So, all right, there's that. Uh, we're both on the Chiefs there. I like that. Next up, we got the Cowboys and the Eagles. That is the Sunday night game. Actually, pretty intriguing. Don't think Dak's going to play. Um, I don't know. They're trying to Jerry Jones breaking HIPAA violations left and right is, is letting you know that he's throwing, but he can't grip the ball. Great. This, then the other. Um, so it's probably going to be Cooper rush versus Jalen hurts. Uh, more like it's going to be Micah Parsons versus Jalen hurts. Uh, six and a half Sunday night. Boom. Who's your take here? Man, this is a very tough one. I'm super pumped to, to watch this game. I don't really love a side. Um, the only thing that I would say is six and a half. I was kind of surprised to see six and a half. I thought it would be closer to four and a half. Um, so the fact that it's almost a touchdown, the, the Eagles are awesome. Uh, but they had trouble last week when I loved them closing that one out to get the cover against a terrible Cardinals team. And the Cowboys kind of are similar to the Cardinals. I don't think that they do the same thing again. So I, I just I feel more comfortable taking the Eagles. Minus the six and a half here. Yeah, I'm with you. I would rarely take a divisional team six and a half at home. But um, so you've got both teams played, you know, Eagles played in Arizona, Dallas played in L.A. So, you know, both played at the same time. It's not like there's any advantage there. Justin Fields making things happen with his legs. Um, so anyways, there's that aspect of it. Um, so there's no real advantage there. Here's my thing with Cooper Rush. He had 111 yards last game, I think, something like that. He had the Jaden Milrow experience. Um, but he's a backup 
for a reason. You know, usually these backup quarterbacks get snuffed out. When does the game come? I know last week wasn't bad, but it wasn't terrible. Like he didn't have to do anything. They just turn around and hand the ball off to Zeke and Tony Pollard. When does the bad backup quarterback game come? And, you know, Dak's probably ready for next week. I could see him like kind of having that in the back of his mind, throwing three or four picks, you know, Eagles beating them by like 14 or something. And then I will literally be, you know, the second the clock hits zero. Take hey, did over. something just happen in the Bears game? Yeah, Justin Fields ran like 50 yards because Washington doesn't contain him. It makes no sense because he can't throw. Yeah, they just they're they're down to minus two thirty in the money line now. So yeah, they're they're, on the one yard line. they're at the the six or the five yard line. It's first and goal at the five with fifty two seconds left. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. just go play by play. Fields drops back, looks around, can't see him his first target. Moves out to the right a little bit, tries to tuck and run. He gets to about the four and a half yard line. Maybe the four yard line, second and go. We have a flag. We have a flag. Justin feels a little slow to get up. You know, spotters probably should pull him from the game based off the Miami rule, but they won't. So, anyways, flag on the field. Uh, it looks like they might have picked the flag up. No call here. So, let's dissect it a little bit. Here we go. Ah, they uh, Washington tried to call a timeout before the play started, and it seems like that was what the flag was for. I don't – maybe they didn't get it off. Doesn't seem they get it off. So, second and goal at the four-yard line. Time really not a factor here. You got 48 seconds left. No timeouts for the Bears. Doesn't matter. 45 seconds left. Second and goal from the four. Chicago down at 7-12. to 12. Snap. Fields looks to his right. Ball batted down at the line of scrimmage. He's looking for Darnell Mooney. Ball batted down by Smith-Williams, number 96 of the Washington, formerly known as the football outfit team. Tell you what, Justin Fields does have a good throwing motion. Might not look good. Right, I just uh, I just live that the Commanders plus yeah, two yeah. It doesn't Let's look good. Out, times uh, third and goal from the four-yard line, 42 seconds left, 15 on the playcock. Not really anything to worry about in, in terms of time. David Montgomery lined up in the backfield. Cole Komet splitting out left. Darnell Mooney one-on-one up top. Is he going to look for a fade? Ball snap. Fields dancing around a little bit. Chucks it up to the right. And, ah, incomplete pass. It hits. Man. It hits Dante Pettis Jr. on the hands. I don't know if he's hurt or if it's his pride. Uh, we might actually have two injured players. Somebody from Washington, it does appear, is actually pretty injured because he would have no reason to lay down. So it's going to come down to this one. Boom. We got fourth and goal. Ooh, Dante Pettis was kind of pulled backwards. They might have missed something there. A little unnecessary roughness. Not really sure what you'd call there. <laughs> but uh, we're going to come down to it. Fourth and goal from the four-yard line. Justin Fields, you know, he wants to run. You would think that Washington's not going to give him that opportunity. We'll see. Head jerk back right there on Pettis. That's not a good luck. Uh, 22 for Washington. Is coming off the field. I don't have my player roster sheet. Is there, is there a timeout right now? Uh, there is no, doesn't appear so. Maybe they're getting the injured player off. They took obviously the clock was stopped, so they didn't have to worry about it. So, no clock play clock is at 25, it is not moving. So, it might have been a you know official timeout. They are in the huddle now, fourth and goal from the four yard line. This is for the game. It's 12 to 7, Washington. Can the commanders hold? They are four Come down on. linemen, three down linemen. Justin uh, Fields under this center. This is terrible defense. Justin Fields defense under center. Fakes the snap, fakes the throw. He throws up to Mooney. It seems they're going to give him the catch, but not in the end zone. No, I don't see how that's possible. No, I don't see how that's possible because he caught the ball. The vid's on the spot of the ball. All that has to be over that white line is the nose of the football. Don't see how it wasn't here. Uh, Pretty nice play call, actually. I hated it when I first saw it. They faked the uh, pitch and threw it out to Mooney. Mooney caught it. It depends on where he has possession. That's a touchdown. I don't see how you can't. Oh, no, 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 never mind. He bobbled the ball. 
He did not maintain possession. He came down with the ball Beautiful. in his right arm. It hit the pylon as he was falling to the ground, but he did not fully have possession. It was just a matter it's of an incomplete, incomplete pass. Either an incomplete pass or did he have possession of this football? I don't think he did. It's going to probably go with what – he might have had possession. He came down with it. His right <laughs> arm hit the pylon. It's It's a close call. I don't know. If he did or not. All right. So, yeah, uh, Washington's going to get the ball and run the clock out. So, yeah. All right. Well, all right. Then, folks, that's uh, you just watched how I usually make money. Yeah. A lot of that. Nice play there. Uh, Justin Field. That actually wasn't on him, I don't think. That was a decent throw. So, all right. Let's get back to your regular scheduled stuff. We'll, we'll see if we can get in there of that. Uh, so, the Cowboys plus six and a half uh, at the Eagles. We got that one. I think we're both going with it. Philadelphia. Uh, the Broncos plus four and a half at the Chargers on Monday night. There's now some murmurs that Russell Wilson might not play because I think he had his shoulder cleaned up or something. I don't know. He was terrible the first three weeks, so they went in on his shoulder. And it's like, obviously, something's wrong. I don't know. Maybe we just move something around here and see what this does. Press this button, see what see what that one does on the robot. But uh, it, they're catching four and a half on the road at San Diego or at Los Angeles. I still do it. It doesn't matter. Um, it's not really a road game because there's no such thing in L.A. What's uh, what's your take here? I mean, I'm probably only going to put a very small amount of money on this just to have action on it. But uh, the Broncos are dead to me. Um, I'll be on the Chargers. Don't love it whatsoever. But uh, I just I can't stomach seeing another Broncos ticket. Come on. Yeah, I probably will not bet this game at all. If anything, it'll just be props, you know, do something. But uh, I'm going to take the Charger or the Broncos plus four and a half. They've got 11 days off. Like, rarely do you see the Thursday night, you know, mini buy, and then you also get to play on Monday. So you get 11 days in between. I don't know if the Wilson thing matters. It might, uh, I don't want to say it might be better if he doesn't play because I don't know who their backup is. They traded. Drew Locke, and then Bridgewater is in Miami, obviously. I don't know who their backup is. That's that's not good. Um, usually pretty good at, at NFL quarterback backups. But uh, I'm going to just blindly take the four and a half. I don't think the offense gets going yet. But, again, San Diego is kind of like Buffalo to me. Like, do it. Show me that you can do it before you just get heaped with all this hype all the time. So, for the purposes of the podcast, I'll give you four and a half. Hopefully the 11 days can kind of do something, but uh, you know, like I said, won't have much action on it. So that is that. Um, now we've got the uh, the vault. So in case you don't know, these are our favorite non-scheduled games of the week. Um, it could be college football, it can be NFL, it could be you know equestrian because Boomer went to Auburn and that's a equestrian school. So um, I mean, well, the horses run. The horses run. You know, the horses I'll, I'll run. You do love gambling on horses. I don't think it's equestrian though. But I'll let you start us off. Go ahead and give us your vault for Week Seven of the Deep Five Bets podcast. All right, I'm going to just run through this real quick. Um, Iowa State plus sixteen seems like just that random Iowa State close game. They might pull out a win um, against Texas. Texas is a, a very good football team. Iowa State is not a very good football team. But I feel like they'll be able to keep it within two touchdowns, if not 10 points. Then I'm going to roll with uh, Talia as much as I hate to. It's pretty much the flip of a coin on this one. He's either going to be on or he's not. But I'll eat the 11 and a half at a very bad Indiana team. I think they've proven that they are back to being the Hoosiers of uh, the early 2000s. I think Talia. At least Miami, or at least uh, Maryland, tries to score when they're able to. So if they can, they'll run that one up. Um, Mississippi State minus the four stood out to me as definitely a trap game. Uh, I know Levi Strauss isn't playing this weekend, so I hesitate to take this. Uh, it's definitely a, a bad spot for Mississippi State, but I think they're truly a good football team um, that can score in Kentucky proved. Last week, uh, that uh, it's Will Levis, by the way, definitely not Levi Strauss. I think that's a blue jean company. Oh man, I think I, I, I must have carried the, the L on that one a little bit too much. You do, you're holding so, it right now, yes. 
So I think uh, I think Mississippi State for sure is a great play there. I think you won't have to sweat that one out too much. And then I will end it out um, on my boys over in Greenville, South Carolina, ECU minus the five and a half. Absolutely love them this weekend. Great spot. He's minus five and a half. Minus five and a half ECU. Who do they have? <clears throat> uh, uh, who what? They, who do they have? Uh, who does Eastern Carolina play this this Saturday? Hey, you're you're breaking up, you there? Yeah, I said. Uh, who does Eastern Carolina play this Saturday? Who who does what? Okay, wow. <laughs> Fucking what do they play? They play a terrible Memphis team. Good God! Like I, I don't know, man. Let's let's be honest. You're not Mister Technology over there. So Iowa State plus sixteen, Maryland minus eleven, Mississippi State minus four, East Carolina minus five and a half. Please confirm those before you say that I got them all wrong, uh, like you did this week. Uh, no, they sounded right. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what they look like once the weekend's over. All right, I'm gonna start us off in the swamp. I'm gonna give you LSU plus two in the hook against Florida again. LSU fumbled the opening snap or opening kick last week, got blown out by Tennessee. This game never makes any damn sense. So I'm going to just blindly take LSU at uh, at the Swamp on Saturday against Florida. I think they'll probably get the win outright, if anything. Uh, Florida's won their last two, beat Missouri and Eastern Washington after dropping the game at Tennessee. So, you know, I think LSU probably comes back a little bit and gets a dub here. Uh, next, we'll go Nevada. Yeah, that's right. Nevada and the points minus six and a half. We're eating six and a half with the terrible Wolfpack team, but they're playing the worst team in college football in Hawaii. So I think it's a somewhat of get right game. We were fading Nevada last week. They got the extra day of rest because they played Colorado State last Friday night. They lost to Colorado State, but they're going to come back a little bit this week. Line makes no sense. Minus six and a half Hawaii. Next, we're going to go to the professionals. Uh, even though college people maybe could be considered professionals now at the NIL. Who knows? Uh, we're going to take the Jets plus seven. They're playing the Packers on Sunday in Lambeau. I think the Packers, I think this will be one of the rare times that the spread does matter. I saw a report earlier, don't know how legitimate it is, that Aaron Rodgers has basically told everyone in the building that this is it for him. This is last year. He's retiring. If that's coming out week six, then the mindset's just not there. And he hasn't come out and done the whole everybody relax, everybody calm down. Like he's not. He's not calming people down like he normally does because I think he knows that this might just kind of be who this team is. I don't think they lose, but I can see like, I don't know, 20 to 17, something like that. Their defense is good. The offense will get better at the end of the year. I just don't know if it will be in time. It doesn't matter. Long-term purposes, we're going to take the Jets plus seven on Sunday. And then next up, I think you got one more week of Boomer's hometown Falcons uh, of them. They're the only undefeated team against the spread. They're 5-0. They go 6-0, and we immediately fade them after that. Uh, they're playing the 49ers at home this week. The 49ers, everybody's darlings. They played Carolina last week. I don't know what the travel schedule is, but they were at Carolina. I don't think they would have stayed. So there's a pretty good chance they, flow, they flew from California to Carolina, flew from Carolina back to California, and now are flying from California back to Atlanta. I mean, even if they're not, they're either doing that or they've been displaced from their homes for like seven or eight days. So that, that kind of matters in the NFL. These guys are, you know, they're bougie. Like they, they like the comfort of their own beds when they can get it. Um, they don't, you know, like traveling like this. So 49 or the Packers are, are the Falcons are pretty good in terms of the offense. Uh, defense is coming around a little bit. They're missing some pieces, but San Francisco is missing a lot of pieces on defense too. I think they'll give them one more week to try to get right. And then, you know, Try to force some guys back out there, but give me the the Packer or the the Falcons. I'm going to do that a million times. Apparently, uh, plus five and a half on Sunday. LSU two and a half. Nevada minus six and a half. Jets plus seven. Falcons plus five and a half is my vault. Look, I'm not going to dilly dally around. We're not going to go over here and hype it up. We're just going to get right to it. We're going to bring in the music. We're going to shift this approach around. It's the Stone Cold Steve Austin like of the week. Let's hear it. All right, there it is. This is a no-nonsense segment right now, the way this thing has been going. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and get my pick out 
and here's what it is. When all goes wrong, I have one, one card I can always pull. One, you know, iron I can always pull out of the, the old golf bag. And it's fading UAB. Boomers Charlotte 49ers. I say Boomers Charlotte 49ers because he might set the have the record for most times bet on them. They're coming to Birmingham this Saturday. They're catching 23 and a half against a pretty eh, okay UAB team. Billy Clark retired in the offseason. I don't even know the new guy's name. We've looked it up on here before and I've already forgot it. It's it's a drop-off. Like they're not what they have been. Um, like Bill Clark got that thing up and going. They they were doing a lot of good things at UAB. I don't think that they're anywhere near that level right now. They're probably going to beat Charlotte. They're not going to beat him by 24. So give me 23 and a half plus for the points for the 49ers on Saturday against the Blazers here in Birmingham for the Stone Cold Steve Austin lack of the week. Boom. What you got? Uh, well, I uh, I knew that you had to have a win coming up on the lock, but I didn't think you were going to steal my pick this week because uh, oh. I'm also on the 49ers minus 23 and a half. Is this a first in the history of the Deep Fried Bats podcast where we both? Hey, I think so. I, I get it, though. You got to yeah. follow the lead in the clubhouse. Like, we don't rehearse this before. Like, literally – uh, today, Boomer was like picking games as I called him to start recording. So uh, we don't talk about any of this before. Um, yeah, so it's always you know it's always nice and organic when we have something like this happen. And here it is: we got a dual. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, I think yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, I think I'm literally. I'm going to max bet it right now because of this. So Charlotte plus twenty three and a half. Ticket is placed, so there we go. All right, so that's uh, that's how you do it. It's called a redemption tour, even though we both were okay last week. We're both hammering it this week. So tell your friends, the Deep Fry Bets podcast, um, we're doing a lot of good things. We're making a lot of good picks for people out there. We're giving you a lot of solid advice, so all you got to do is tell your friends about it. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, simple retweet, a simple sharing of the link goes a long way so we appreciate everything you guys do keep up uh you know the back and forth thanks for hanging out with us a little bit and we will catch you next week on the deep fried bets podcast